Hello, everyone. This is Tom Fox. I'm the Compliance Evangelist, and I'd like to welcome you to a special four-part series that I recorded last week in London with Jonathan Armstrong from Quarterly Compliance. This is the Live from London series. In this series, I take a look at how customers are now a compliance risk, or at least potentially one, the state of compliance in 2019, the Cognizant Technologies, FCPA declination, and how regime change may lead to corruption and bribery investigations. These podcasts are short, five to seven minutes each, but it gives you a highlight and flavor of each one of these issues. In part one, I take a look at the new risk that we saw in 2018 in several FCPA enforcement actions around customers being a part of the bribery scheme. Hi, I'm Jonathan Armstrong from Cordry, the specialist compliance lawyers. With me is Tom Fox, the compliance evangelist and one of the leading world authorities in compliance. And Tom, you've been with us in London this morning discussing some of the changing events in the world of compliance. One of the themes, I think, from our chat has been that customers are increasingly important in the whole compliance space. Tell us a bit about that. So, Jonathan, first of all, thank you for having me back. It's always great to be here at Cordery. The One of the interesting things from several FCPA enforcement actions in 2018 was that the customers were in on the bribery scheme. And that's previously not something we'd seen. We'd certainly seen foreign officials in on a bribery scheme. But when I say the customers are in on the bribery scheme, they are part of the overall plan to create a pot of money to pay bribes. We saw that in Petrobras, we saw that in uh, Polycom, and we saw that in Stryker. And that brings a level, uh, a new level of sophistication, but for the compliance practitioner, a new level of difficulty, because how do you evaluate your client uh, from the corruption perspective? Uh, I grew up in a world where a customer at the color, color of your money was green. And uh, understanding anti-money laundering laws are now much more prevalent. How do you evaluate uh, a customer, a national oil company, as an entity for a red flag around corruption? Uh, with Petrobras, you had corruption literally at the highest levels of the organization. You had corruption ordered and mandated by political parties who appointed the boards of directors. And uh, the bribery scheme itself entailed the either the overbilling or the discounting of a multi-billion dollar contract price. And that is very difficult for a compliance practitioner to determine if a contract discount or an overbilling um, is uh, outside of a normal range, which could create a pot of money to pay a bribe. There's been an element of that, wasn't there, in Mercedes-Benz as well, I guess, back in the day where things like cars, it's always hard to ascertain the retail price and the level of discount. And even more so when you're buying things like you know, dustbin wagons when you're buying buses. There's always that difference, isn't there, between what the market perceives as the price and, and what the price is. So you're saying effectively that margin can be used for good or ill. Uh, correct. So within Petrobras, for instance, these were multi-billion dollar contracts, construction contracts, uh, development contracts, and other contracts where a discount of 1% to 3% would be granted. Uh, not unreasonable, certainly not out of a, a normal business range, of discount for a valued customer uh, or a high dollar contract, uh, but it would be relatively uh, impossible 
for a compliance practitioner or a chief compliance officer to look at a contract and say, that's a 3% discount, that's unreasonable, why did you grant that discount? Um, so there needs to be a mechanism for ongoing monitoring. In the case of Petrobras, when the discount was granted, the money was wired to an account not in Brazil. Uh, so that's certainly one indicia. But it, it, to prevent a bribe from even occurring is extraordinarily difficult, and it requires a chief compliance officer to have a plethora of data available to him throughout the procure to, or excuse me, uh, quote to cash process, uh, which would show or even point to a problem. So is the answer to that, you know, as lawyers in the UK, we have obligations to check our clients, our customers, if you like, to check their um, due diligence, if you like, to do due diligence on their behaviours. Is that something that we're going to see across industries as a result? I think that that's something that we're uh, going to move to. And if a customer is known for uh, engaging in bribery and corruption or other illegal or uh, unethical activity, it may raise the stakes and it may raise the risks so that you have to have a greater management of that risk. Or some companies may uh, make the determination they don't want to do business with customers yeah. who have that sort of reputational risk. Then maybe my last question is, I paid my way through university in part through working in a supermarket and it was drilled into us all the time. Uh, it's not true that the customer is always right but the customer must always think that they're right. Do you think we're going to get into that situation in a business environment where we're challenging what some of our customers say and we're getting away from that customer is king mentality into, into sometimes questioning what we're being asked to do or to do that more frequently than we have in the past? Uh, I would see perhaps the additional management of risk really being on the supplier side. So, for instance, if a discount is granted uh, on a contract, a large contract or a small contract, has an appropriate level of management reviewed that discount, and they have they determined that discount to be reasonable within the context of that contract. Uh, if there's a discount granted, how are the rebates made to the customer? Mm -hmm. Is it simply a discount off the purchase price? I send you a bill for $100 or 100 pounds, you pay me 95 back. Uh, that's one way, but also a rebate or a refund or some other remuneration could be uh, utilized if that's done. Uh, who's signing off on the wiring of that money? Where is the money going to? And how is that money perhaps being used going forward? So there's a variety of risk management uh, uh, strategies that you can utilize. I don't see uh, having to have those sorts of conversations with customers yet. But if the risk management strategies that I've seen effective or I would advocate are not effective going forward, uh, we may have to move to that level of scrutiny. Well, that's fascinating stuff. All that remains to, is to thank you for watching. There are going to be more films in this series on our YouTube channel. Do come back and take a look. Thank you. Hello, everyone. This is Tom Fox again. I hope you enjoyed this short podcast on the increasing risk of customers around bribery and corruption. And I hope you'll join us again for another episode of this special bonus presentation of the FCPA Compliance Report live from London. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.